Knox Game Design. September 2021. Distributing your game. Welcome everyone to Knox Game Design for September 2021. So my name is Levi Smith. Uh, this month I'm going to be talking about distributing your game. So I thought I was thought about starting out with a little bit of a history lesson this month. So back in my day, this is what we had. We didn't have any, we didn't have the internet access. So whenever we needed to distribute a game, we used physical media. So this is the oldest disc that I could find is a five and a quarter disc. Looks like this. It is, I guess this is kind of showing my age, but a lot of people probably, I don't know, kids these days probably haven't even seen a five and a quarter disc, but I remember using these in like elementary school, they'd have Oregon Trail, you'd play half the game on one side, then you'd take it out of the disc drive and you'd flip it over and you could play the second half of the game on the back side, but yeah, this is Calendar Creator Plus, um, so I never really distributed any games using these. Uh, by the time I got my first 386 PC, I was already in high school. And the first discs that I really used were the three and a half inch discs. It looked like this. And you, when you stuck it in the disc drive, this little metal piece would slip over like that, exposing the magnetic discs behind it. Uh, most of these, I don't think you could ever like flip these over and put it in the backside like the five and a quarter disc. But yeah, used a lot of these. Um, I think, not sure. These were definitely, uh, the five and a quarter were less than a megabyte. Can't remember off the top of my head the capacity. Um, but I know the three and a half disc were, I think, 1.44 megabytes. So roughly less than one and a half uh, megabytes. So uh, you wouldn't believe it, but I was able to put a lot on on one disc. Now, if you went out and bought a game, remember like SimCity 2000 came on two of these discs. Uh, Wing Commander, I think, was on one. I know Wolfenstein 3D came on one disc. So, I don't know. It's hard to believe that they could fit all of a game on just one, less than two megabytes. Um, I know like Windows, to install Windows, it had like six or seven discs, Windows 3.1. So you'd put in a disc, and then it'd install, then you'd take it out. Then it'd prompt you put in the second disc, so you'd put in the second disc, and all the way until you're finished with all the discs. So typically, you wouldn't play your games off these. Uh, you wouldn't install them to your hard drive. And I remember my first hard drive was, I think, 80 megabytes. <laughs> and I think that drive went bad, and I got it replaced with one with 100 megabytes. So that's what we were dealing with back in the 90s. Uh, the next type of disc that I uh, started using. I think I was just starting college, maybe a senior in high school, uh, around 97, 98, 99, uh, is the Zip disc. I think these were created by iOmega. Um, I actually have my Zip drive. I actually bought two Zip drives. I think one went bad. I think the Zip drive cost about 100 bucks, but this one still works. Used a, uh, par I believe it's parallel. Used a parallel port adapter to connect to your PC. So you just stuck the disc in the front. Now this little clear part kind of went in right there, collapsed in, but it, it still works. 
last time I tried, I let somebody borrow this a few years ago, and they said they were able to copy their files off their old uh, zip disk. So, yeah, I definitely wouldn't use this anymore today, aside from getting old zip disk off, uh, off of there. Getting the data off old zip disk and moving it on to some other media. Uh, but I think there's also a Jazz Drive, also created by iOmega. I think it might have been 20 megabytes. But back in the day, going from this, a little bit over 1 megabyte, to 100, <laughs> is pretty miraculous. But the only downside is most PCs didn't come with a uh, zip drive installed. So it was kind of a niche-type thing. Uh, not a lot of zip drives out there. So, so most people jumped from the 3.5 uh, or 3.5 inch disc to the CDRs. And these were 700 megabytes. So one of these equals approximately 700 of these. Um, now I know over the years they... they change the definition of gigabyte and megabyte and I think it depends on whether you're using a big B or a little B. It used to be when I was growing up 1024 megabytes equaled one gigabyte but now I think they just changed it to a thousand megabytes equals a gigabyte or maybe the difference between the small B and the big B but yeah they had different uh, formats I believe um for these, there's like the CDR and then the CD plus R and then the CD plus or minus R, then the rewritable CDs, CD plus or minus RW. Those are the ones that you could rewrite. Um, but still, I remember my first CD burner, it, it didn't do rewriting or anything, but it took a little while to come out. And then I remember the original CDs, there were like 8X and 6x, I think 8x was the best, but there was like 2x, 4x, 6x, 8x for the speed of the read and writing of your CDs. Yeah, this one's actually 52x. Or you could use these as a music, um, directly for music, so you could put it in a music player, CD music player, but you would only get, like for this one, 80 minutes. Uh, so you could put a lot more songs on these if you put them on as MP3s and played them as MP3s, uh, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's a magnitude of how many more songs you could put on here as MP3 rather than using it as an audio disc. And then finally, this these don't have any writing on them, but these are DVDs. Um, I think yeah, DVDs was approximately I think six of the CDs. So the the leap from going from one three and a one three point five inch disc to equal seven hundred of these, the leap wasn't as big going from the CDs to the DVDs. But it, you can still put like six times as much on one of these and one of those. And then finally, seems like I'm forgetting. I think there might have been some other types of media in between. But I think the last one that most people use. These days is the flash drive. There's thumb drives. This one is a, a sand disk, uh, 128 gigabytes, right there. You just plug these into your USB drive, right there. So this is, I guess, what most people use today for transferring 
data in a physical form. Uh, but yeah, one of these, I guess, about 10, 12 times for 128, about 12 times or so, uh, the capacity of a DVD. But of course, you can get these in 32 gigabytes, 64 gigabytes. This one's 128. Um, but yeah. If you're looking for distributing your game on a physical media, you may want to use and You probably don't want to use any of these older formats, but uh, the downside to using a flash drive is that uh, it is sort of caught the cost. Uh, even for the smallest flash drive, you're probably going to pay 10 or 12, 10 to $20. Um, so that's a little bit costly just to hand out to your friends, but if you got the money, I mean, it could be worth it. Um, so that's all the physical media for distributing your game. Uh, now I'm going to talk about the digital formats, the online formats here. So there's a few different, so first of all, you can always host your game on your own website. If you do have a web account, uh, you can always just use, I use FileZilla. It's a nice program. So a lot of web hosts will let you connect directly to uh, your file share. So if you have a website, you can upload your game files directly to your website. I'm not gonna go through all that, but you, know, you can connect through SFTP. Not gonna go, through how to set all that up, but that's always an option. Now, your web host may limit you on how much file space you have or bandwidth that you have. So if you do have a very popular game, you could run out of either, well, you could definitely run out of bandwidth if you have everybody trying to come download your game at the same time. Um, but here's a few sites that I've used uh, throughout the years of developing games, I guess like starting back in 2013 is when I really started using these sites. So the first one is itch.io. I think it's probably one of the more popular ones out there. Now I will say this is a great site for hosting your game. I don't think they have really any limits on files, file size for a project or for all of your projects. I think they do have individual limits for a single project. But as far as I can tell, I've got, I don't know, nearly 100 games on here, and I haven't been limited yet. But it's pretty easy. You sign up for an account, and you go into your dashboard, and you just create, press Create New Projects. And I was thinking, I don't know if anybody else has really done a tutorial on how to like upload your game. So somebody probably has, but I'll go through it here anyway. It's pretty simple. You give your game a title. The URL you want to use is going to be off of your uh, sort of like subdomain right here. Uh, so you just specify what URL you want and give it a tagline. Like a lot of this stuff, you want to make sure it's a game if it's a game. you got to tell if it's downloadable or HTML or Flash or app. And then you pick whether it's released or in development and how much you want to charge for the game, which is, so yeah, you can charge for the game. Most of the times I just leave it at zero and leave the suggested donation as $2. Uh, but you can change that to make it paid. I do have one paid game, uh, the TTY GFX Adventure, since I spent a lot of time on it, uh, but it's still just a box. So you put in a description for your game, a genre, 
add uh, store links, you can link it to other uh, marketplaces, things like that. So you enter all that and you upload some screenshots and it has optionally, you can put a video trailer. Don't forget to put a image, like a cover box image for your game right there. And then you submit it and they'll come back in a draft state. And then if it looks good, you can then flip it over to make it, uh, to make it live. So I did want to mention that there is an itch app that you can download and it's pretty nice to manage your games and to download games and things like that. Um, not sure why it's not showing all my game, my creations. Yeah. So here's all my games on itch right now. So you can like sort them by downloads and, and uh, dates released and purchases and things like that. Yeah, so one nice thing about Itch is if you install that app, then uh, it comes with this tool called Butler. And it's a way to automate builds or upload builds using command line. So if you go to the Itch website uh, and you click on, you just look up Docs Butler, then it shows how to actually use this tool, which is pretty nice. Uh, nice fast way to be able to upload your files without going through the web interface and it automatically tags it whether it needs to be like OSX or Windows or Linux. Um, so I actually developed the tool. Now here's Butler right here from the command line right here. Uh, so you basically give it like uh, your account, your itch account name and the location of your file and the tags and things like that. So I actually created tools, the unit, Unity uh, build tool right here. And I actually get this on my GitHub. Just go to github.com forward slash Levi Smith and look up Unity Helper. Uh, should be right here on the front, Unity Helper. Uh, but you can download this and run this and you gotta configure it for your site using the config file, but I do have it where you can like create builds for Windows, Mac, Linux, and WebGL, and and make the zip file. So that's kind of handy if you're making uh, a build for Game Jolt, which requires your project files to be in zip format. You can have it automatically generate the zip files for you. Then you just click open build folder and it'll open the build folder for your project. So this basically just scans a directory for Unity projects, uh, and and builds them for you but yeah it does have like call upload script right here jobs done actually yeah, it says jobs done when it's finished but uh yeah this will use that butler tool to upload uh your game files so i use this quite a bit during game jams it makes like building and packaging your files really easy uh, so yeah i'll probably put more work into this soon it's been kind of a work in progress it actually tells you if your any of your games are out of date and if it's using Playmaker and Playmaker's out of date uh, and things like that. So it's just a fast way to build multiple files and then upload them to uh, itch using that Butler tool. Now the first one that I think I used even before itch.io is GameJolt, which is a nice site. Okay, from your main page on GameJolt, you can click View All. Then add your game. It's kind of hard to find, but uh, yeah, always you just do complete stable. You give it a title, a URL. I think I actually got to put something in here. 
my new game testing websites optional click save and next then you pick the tool you use like you were doing unity click that right there then you got all these little items you got to go through over here so you give it give it a description save and next and you can upload a header for your game and then you can either you can add screenshots right here or videos or sketch fabs and here's where you up, upload your packages. So my new game. Okay, that's good. Add package. So you have to add a package before you can actually add like builds. So you can go in here and your pack or they call it releases. So you can have multiple releases for a package. So here's where you browse for your uh, game file. So typically they're going to be like in a, a zip file. Uh, so you upload that, then it's going to start uploading. I'm not going to show that, but after it's finished uploading, you can either pick like Windows, Mac, or Linux, um, and then, or you can do a, a browser build right there. So I'm not going to save that. It's got some other options like maturity. Is it for all audiences or teens or mature content? Uh, and they used to have a place where you'd upload like a soundtrack and things like that. Uh, one that I used to use was Congregate. I just want to mention this, but I was a little bit disappointed. I checked it out tonight, and I clicked on About and Upload Your Game. And then it's like, sorry, we're no longer accepting new games. So I don't know what happened to Congregate. I think they got bought out a long time ago by GameStop, maybe. But they do have a publishing program, so I don't know anything about the publishing program. Um... Yeah, cartridge with a K. Um, so yeah, I haven't looked into any of this. But yeah, Congregate was okay. But I think they only did web games. But you could do Unity. Another one that I've used before is Newgrounds. And they made their name off Flash games. So I think they eventually started accepting uh, Unity games as well. So you can click on new from your main dashboard and click on new project and create a new game. Fill out the title, description, and, and upload your game files like a Flash game, SWF, or HTML5 archive and zip up to a thousand megabytes. Um, so yeah, really haven't uploaded too many. I had a couple of stencil games that I uploaded to uh, Newgrounds back in 2014. I really haven't used that. Now one that I've used quite a bit is... Uh, the Microsoft Windows and Xbox game mar marketplace. Uh, and here's what it, my dashboard looks like. I don't think there's anything super sensitive on here. But yeah, by far my most successful game was Kitty's Adventure for Xbox One. Now, the reason I put it as for Xbox One, I wasn't trying to do like SEO or anything like that. It's just because I wanted to keep it separate than the, from the Kitty's Adventure that I already had for Windows. So I could track the stats separately so yeah i had like fifty-eight thousand, over fifty-eight thousand acquisitions but it was a free game for the xbox one using the xbox creator program uh so that was pretty nice i'm not sure if the xbox creators program is still open or not it's been a while since i published anything using it but it looks like people are still downloading it and still rating it um I had a couple other games just for Windows, like Minesweep and Turn Back the Clocks. I did put that on Xbox One, uh, but it only had a, th a thousand 
acquisitions wasn't as popular. But the thing about the Kitty's Adventure was I was like the first one with the Unity game on there, so I think that made a big difference. Uh, but yeah, here's some other ones out of Star like Delivery Kit and Tex Woman and all that. Uh, another place uh, is the Google Play. I only had two games on here. Haven't updated like one of these is my Monster Hotel was removed because I hadn't updated it. I think my, it looks like Minesweep is still out there actually. Five five users. Um, so yeah, but I only use Google Play for distributing distributing my games to Android. Another option, the Humble Bundle, they had specifically had like the Humble Dashboard or Humble Store. So even if you're not specifically in a Humble Bundle, they do have a way you can actually sell your game through your website. So just sign up for this. And I have my TTY GFX Adventure game that I put up there. I'm not going to click on this because it actually shows like emails of the people who bought your game. So I think that's pretty neat that you can actually contact the people who bought your game uh, using the Humble dashboard. Uh, so you can actually contact your users, which is pretty nice. But you'll give you a little widget right here saying you put it on your website. It has your name of your game and the icon. So you can just like pay directly through this little widget on your website, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, so that's going to wrap it up for September 2021. Yeah, it's kind of a quick talk, uh, but I did want to get something out for September for this month. Uh, next month, I'll probably do Ludum Dare 49 recap or, or uh, look at the games that were created, see if we have any games created in the Knox, Knox area. Uh, for Ludum Dari 49. I did post in the Knox Game Design Discord. Let me know if anybody has interest in doing a get-together. Um, haven't decided on a location or, or anything like that yet. But I know it does start three hours earlier for this one in October. So it'll be coming up pretty soon. I think in less than two weeks. So I'm um, looking forward to doing that. Making a game in 48 hours. And checking out everybody else's games. So going to wrap it up for September 21. 21. Thanks everyone for listening and watching. Mm -hmm.